So, I pointed out that obviously uh, we have we have a simon in the Shemaim that we're learning with Shema because we got up to learning about um, hurting other people things, especially in speech the week of the nine days meaning in, in anticipation of Tisha B'av, which we know the Gemara and Yuma says that the second base of English was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam right um, specifically the, the story that the Gemara in Gitten recounts was a very blatant display of Honos um, Dvorim, which is what we're going to be discussing today, hurting somebody else with your words. That's exactly what happened over there and um, triggered the entire Hurban Beis Amigdash. So, particularly applicable uh, and relevant in these days where you know, we are focused on um, trying to, you know, Repair whatever is wrong with us. That we still the base of Nivish still has not been rebuilt. Kazal explained that really the base of Nivish, a part of the natural structure of the world, is that there should be a base of Nivish. Yeah. And say you see a guy and he has like right here he has a bald spot on the side of his head, right? So what are you thinking? The ball side of his head. Side of his head, right here. Around, around, right. Maybe he had a surgery. Okay. You see the guy, week after week, month after month, still no hair over there, right? And the hairs are like constantly trimmed. Looks tiny little. Everywhere else, he has lots of hair. Very nice, good hair. And then right here, round thing. What are you starting to think? Week after week. Maybe someone, maybe someone pulled it out and it, it can't grow back ever again. No, you see the little stubble there. How you doing? He must be keeping on shaving, right? That's the only way you can explain it. This guy keeps on... So guess what? Because why? Because it's natural. It's natural that it should grow back over there, right? So the only reason why it's not growing back is because he must be constantly cutting it away. Right? So... Or maybe he needed a bunch of procedures on it. Something happened on it. He keeps on cutting it away. Yes, maybe procedures, maybe style, maybe whatever, right? He keeps on losing bets. I don't know what, <laughs> what the story is. But, but the point is, so too, with the base of Migdash. The, the, the world, if you imagine what the world should look like, you draw the world in the spiritual, everything correctly, part of that is that there's a base of Migdash. That's, the world has a creator, right? Now the creator is a central feature of that world. So there's got to be a place that will express that, that has to be a base image. That is the natural building of the world. So the fact that there's still no base amigdish means that someone keeps uprooting that plant from growing. Right? It grows, cuts it again. Growing it, cutting it again. Not uprooting, but um, cutting it flush with the ground. Right? So it's like this constantly seeing the stubble, the beginnings of but now materializing, it means that every generation, says Hazal, that the base of Midrash was not rebuilt in their generation, is considered chayev, considered obligated for having destroyed the base of Midrash. Isn't it almost impossible, though? Because every single person has to be on board, right? No. 
the the Arizal says, me, the one when the Torah requires that the entire generation should be zakai, should be meritorious. Arizal says it means it means even one kahila is enough. A minimum of ten men. Ten, ten men. Ten men. That's a kahila. Like, like ten that are together, or just yeah, ten? No, no, uh, no, no, a kahal. Ten people who are absolutely unified and single-minded about restoring the honor of Hashem to its former glory. Why doesn't that doesn't make sense then? Why don't you get ten of the Gudoli door of the day just hang out for a year or so? You're, you're that's good. exactly that's exactly what the what many people have tried to do. The Ramchal tried to do that. Really? He formed he formed a group of ten people. They signed documents with one another, you know, committing to you know, all sorts of unbelievable avodas Hashem, uh, uh, you know, c- committing to one another to like. You know, treat each other as brothers, you know, in, in, in the greatest ways possible, etc. But there's been lots of kitshugi. You know, it's always something happening. He got chased out of Italy. Uh, didn't, didn't manage to work out. There, Rizal tried to do things. There was. Wasn't the Anshikness Wasn't there an after base there? Anshikness was was the ones that that uh, returned and re- when the base which was rebuilt, second base We're talking about. Like 400 years after that, when the, that base village was destroyed. Right. Oh, there was no more Anshak and Asagdola for that? No. Okay. I don't remember. It was okay. much, much later. Anshak and Asagdola were the very first when just the base village was rebuilt. Uh huh. Okay. And they still had uh, common Nadim. They had still uh, Ezra. Ezra. Uh, right. Or the Malachi, the, la- the last, uh, last Navi. Okay. So, anyway, so that's uh, a little bit of a Hagdama for understanding. But yeah, Yosef, we have really high expectations for Terasami. Yes, I, 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 we, we know. I mean, it took forever for me to get on the WhatsApp group. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you're there, me and Ben, me and Ben took there's, forever. There's, there's, a, there's a wedding, there's a wedding party. <laughs> 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 yeah. once, once both of you guys displayed reasons, I remember Ben coming here injured, and you at night, late at night, sending a text. To someone uh, about a donation you wanted right. to make, right. that they got you. Okay, fine. And welcome back to Josh, uh, newly married man. Look at, let's see, it's a different, different, uh, different ponum. Okay, fine. So here we go. With uh, so we're going to be now discussing Hanos uh, Hadvarim, so hurting people with words. Now it's it's an interesting concept. It's interesting halacha. The halacha is learned out, actually, from... The, the, the Pasuk seems to be talking about Hanos Momon, overcharging, basically hurting people financially, overcharging them more than a sixth for a common good. It means if you're selling uh, bubble gum, right, that's available in every convenience store around, and you charge someone more than one-sixth of the going rate for the bubble gum, that's overcharging. That's one sixth. That was one fifth, isn't that? Because um, I think don't you have to pay a fifth, like a kefo, if, if someone steals it, you have to give back. Isn't that how it works? Steals what? When when someone steals something from someone, yeah. don't you have to pay also that plus kefo, like which is like a fifth of that, or no? 
Kefum is double. Oh, there it was? Uh-huh. That's Are you thinking of adding, if you steal from, from the better kabais? Or something like that. If you I, I take from better kabais, then you have to add a fifth? Yeah, I think that's, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So, that's on the same idea? Um, fine. So, uh, so, so, but Chazal noticed that there's a, a darshan out from that halacha of hurting people financially. They darshan out that one is also not allowed to hurt people with their words. Okay, so let's see what that is. And is it the rice? It says it's the rice, it's learned from the Torah. Yeah? So, Bechlal, so, Hnosa Dvarim, Bechlala. Now, um, I must warn you, that I, I looked at that uh, that book over there, which I won't say on the recording what book, but that book over there, mm-hmm. and uh, I disagree with, with their interpret translation of the upcoming few sentences, so keep a sharp eye. I don't know what, I don't know what they did in that one. Um, so, so, so uh, we're going to discuss different types of Hanos Dvorim. Okay, so for Bechlal, who? Included in this means it's a Chiddush. It's a Chiddush that it should be included. Who? L'dabr b'fnei chavero davr sheyevosh mimanov. To say in front of someone something that will embarrass the person from it. Which means you're not saying something directly insulting to the person. Okay? But you're saying something, you're not even speaking necessarily to him directly. You're just saying out loud something, right? And he will imply and somehow get from it an embarrassment. Yeah? Kol Sheken, how much more so? Hamira Buferush. So the, the difference is that in the first one's an implication, in the second one here it's explicit. Something that the person will be embarrassed from it. Yeah? So, uh, if, my, if my memory serves me correctly, in that book over there, Yosef, did you pass me that book? No, they're totally different. Yeah, they, yeah, they say... Ledaber b'fnecha vero levad. Unless we just have a different gear. So. Right, I have levad also. That's the one word. I, I, I thought you missed that word. That's the one word that you didn't read. Levad. And then there's no dover. No, there's no dover. And then, and then, so that, so they're understanding it to be privately. That the first one is talking about private. That's the gears that they seem to be bringing down. Now, Koshikain Hamira Bifne Rabim. Oh, I have the parish. So you have the one, they, they, you, you have first one, the first one you go is like that, and then the second one you're not? It's <laughs> like, a, like a neither here nor there. I have a Balchu saver, I pick whatever I want. No, no. <laughs> Okay, so so okay, so the, now look. Okay, so that's the that's the gear that they have over here. Okay, that the first one is saying to the person privately, and the next one is telling it in public. Now you guys have some sort of an in between. The first one is private, and the next one is explicit. 
This just says, well, I guess it implies that a presence of another, yeah. the presence of another person, and then even greater force if you say it directly. No, I actually didn't even say it. Just says if you're if you're with him. No, no, no. First one by you is what? Yeah, verbal abuse in general means that speaking presence of another person in a manner that will embarrass him, and then this prohibition applies to even greater force if you say something directly to. Oh no! So anyway, so you don't, no, was that nothing? Give me the Hebrew. You mean Levad? Yeah. yeah, we have right. So we have Levad. And who levad? So that's levad. Right. That means seemingly in private. Right. Now the next one, then you would expect oh. to be barabim. Right. So there is not. It doesn't say anything about in public. Now your English actually does say it. Yeah, yeah. It this, say is, it. this is a. Uh, <laughs> this is this is becoming already what's it called? Okay, so that's th- this English is completely unfaithful to that Hebrew. Now maybe they probably ma- copied this English from a different version of the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Me, they used a different Hebrew text than the one that they were translating the English from. So what, what is okay. it supposed to say? But hold on a second. So okay. I'm not saying what's supposed to. You know, there's diff- different yourselves, but uh, but I but I'd like to propose that, that we have a way to to determine what the real girsa was, okay? So again, so then my girsa that I have that I have is not the Levad and not the Brabham, neither. Just one is to implied, not explicit speech, and another is explicit speech. Now so how do we know what's true? So so this safer that I have is an interesting safer, this yeah this has two versions of Mesul Sharma. It has the the, the Ramkhal wrote Mesul Sharma twice. He wrote it first time in a um, version of a vikuach, of a back and forth, of a of a discussion between between the the chassid and the chacham, and then afterwards he rewrote it in the seder haprokim, according to the chapter, the other or, or organized where just tell you the information straight without a back and forth between two people. That's the one that we all learned. Now the, that one was around for a long time. The one, the second version, that was the one that he printed. The first version was discovered um, in like Russian museum archives or something. Some I don't know exactly how many years ago. So then, when the Jews found out about this, they wanted to go and get these handwritten first version. Of the Mesul Sharm that the Ramchal wrote, so the Russians said, "Sure, no problem. Um, just pay us a an exorbitant amount of money, and we'll let you do that." Copy, not take it. I'm not sure, but either way, the point is behind closed doors. No one knows how much money they extorted from um, people, but Lamaisa for a lot, a lot of money. And look at this, the, da- the Davis family from Chicago um, contributed towards this. There you are. So who is the Chacham and who is the uh, Chassid? The Chacham is a person who has not yet learned Chassidus. But they don't know who that... Specific person? No, no, he made it up. It's oh, a, he it's made a it dialogue. up. It's, 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 it's a dialogue. It's a safer it. dialogue. Okay. So, so if we look over there, yeah. So, and it goes more or less in parallel with <coughs> with ours. Yeah. So he says, "Who 
ледабер бифнейха вейро, давер ше ей вош мимено, коже кейн, ше омруху ло бифейруш. Like the version that... That, that, I, that I was reading. So nothing to do with public-private, and in fact, I think it's going to be supported more later on, because we're going to discuss later on. He's going to say um, how much more so if, it hap- if you do it in, pu- in public where you're embarrassing the person in front of other people. That, he's going to say that a paragraph later. Yeah? So, seemingly, um, this, this version in the text would be the correct one according to that earlier handwritten text that was ransomed from the Russian bear. Yeah? Okay, fine. So, so again, uh, I'll, so we'll read the, what we believe to be the correct version of the Muslim Sharm is that Hanos Dvorim includes who? The Daber with Nechaver, to speak in front of your fellow, to just say in front of him, not to him, nothing but just say in front of him, in his presence, Something that he will be embarrassed from it. We'll see an example soon. How much more so, something much more grievous, much more obvious, is to say explicitly to him something that is embarrassing. To him. Yeah? I'm reading in the Hebrew. Saying explicitly to him something that he will be embarrassed. Oh, third case is la social or to put him into an embarrassing situation this is also I mean we have one case where number one you didn't really say anything to him and number two you didn't put him into an embarrassing situation but just in his prayer you know a particular situation about him right something's going on maybe other people don't even know and you say hey uh, you know x y and z and all of a sudden the guy starts turning colors, right? And nobody can understand why. Right? That's the that's the case that's the Chiddush. Because seemingly you didn't actually explicitly say anything embarrassing. Right? And you didn't put him into an openly embarrassing situation. Okay? The two more obvious cases are the two cases that he lists afterwards. Which is either to openly insult the guy. To, to openly um, say something offensive to him. Or to put him into a clearly uh, embarrassing situation. Okay? So now he's going to give us examples of it. Now, here's the tricky part. The examples that the Ramchal is going to give us, I think this is part of the reason why the gear souls got all, ma- all mixed up, because um, he's going to bring the the Gemara now, the Gemara of Metziah, listing um, three examples. Yeah? This is the example where it says, don't press an orphan... But, or a widow, or... I think that's that Gemara. Oh, you're saying else, other things over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, yeah, that's not the part he's going right? So, um, and he's this... And, and the examples are not going to be listed in the same order as what he just brought them as. Okay, so he brought them as, number one, just saying something uh, in front of the person which carries a certain implication to him that other people, may, maybe there's nobody around, maybe you didn't say anything explicit, you didn't openly, you know, verbally punch him, right? But it hurts him. That's the biggest Kiddush. And then he goes down to two more obvious cases of openly insulting the person or openly putting him into an embarrassing situation. The, in the Gemara, the order is not going to be the same, okay? 
and we'll talk about why that is in a second. But let's just first see the Gemara. Is the first situation a lack of sensitivity then on the person's part? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the so the so he says v'huma shamru beperek hazahav. That's it. In Mesaches Bavu Metzia, says so Chazal said over there. Im haya bal tshuva. If the person is bal tshuva, now bal tshuva, we have to understand what that means. It does not mean what we are, what, you know, what the colloquial bal tshuva. The colloquial bal tshuva is, is used to describe um, a person who didn't, let's say, grow up religious at all, didn't know any better, was living a secular life, and then has since then come to. Um, to keep the Torah, right? So, Roshim Shwab used to say that's a misnomer to call these people Bali Tshuva. They should be called Bali Gvura. People of strength, masters of strength, because they managed to turn their life around. A Bali Tshuva is a person, let's say, who knew perfectly well what the right thing to do is. He's, you know, maybe fully religious, fully knowledgeable, and then went and did bad things, right? Stole money from people, or... I don't know, it was involved in adultery or something, right? And then afterwards, really, really badly regretted. And he's a Balchuva now. He has changed his ways. So, to that person, right? To, so, to say to that person, he may have lo yomar lo, one should not say to him, remember you scumbag, remember what you did. Right? Do not say that to a person. Obviously, that is extraordinarily hurtful to him. It's from also nothing about the tintol. Tintol is basically that's what it is, right? No, uh, what natira and the kama? Not the kama part, but natira. Natira. No, natira is where someone did something bad to you, and you hold on to that memory and you mm-hmm. bear a grudge. Here, let's say he didn't do anything wrong to you. He did something bad out there. There's nothing to do with you, right? But you guys are maybe having a financial um, dispute or whatever it is, and in and you decide to, you know, re- remind him of his previous deeds, right? So that is going to hurt him, right? So the, the person is hurt by openly embarrassing him, and you literally you saying out loud that this what this person did. Now notice. Which of our three earlier uh, examples of Hanos Dvorim is this one? That's the one that you're explicitly referring to. Which was what? The second one. Very good. So the Gemur is listing what what the Ramchal listed as the second one. The Gemur is listing that one first. Okay? Now, um, let's let's continue. And like I said, we'll discuss why the Ramchal switched around the order. Continues the Gemur. Next case. Im Hayu Chaloyim Boim Alav. Second case, if a person is having um, uh, medical problems, he's got um, sicknesses coming upon him. He's got, you know, painful. He's got pain. He's he's suffering from certain things. Loyo Marlo, one shouldn't say to him like what the friends of Eov said to him. mihu noki Remember, they, they according to him, uh, they, 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 they were saying, remember, remember now, who who has ever been a person who was totally clean and was destroyed? Um, Eifo uh, Yisharim Nechadu. 
So when is there such a thing that uh, straight ones would be scorched? Yeah. So means to say, there's an implication in that, right? They're saying, listen, God is fair, right? God doesn't do anything that's not right. So you do the math, right? Must be that you did something. Now, they don't know that he did something. They're not saying explicitly what he did. They're not saying you committed this Avera at this time and this place, right? But by stating the fact that Hashem is just, while this person is sick, right? So that causes him pain because he feels, he feels uh, accused. Okay, now which, which of our examples is that? First one. Right. Well, you say something in the presence of the person, you're not actually insulting because you don't even know what happened. But when you're saying something that, that the person will find hurtful, I mean, it's a true statement. It's okay to say such a thing in other circumstances. That Hashem was just, right? But in that particular circumstance, it's going to hurt. It's going to be hurtful for him. Okay. And then the final uh, example the Gemara brings is Imayu Hamorim. Hamorim are not um, are not donkeys, but they're donkey drivers. The donkey drivers are uh, seeking tvua. Um, maybe it means to uh, transport it, or maybe it means to feed their donkeys, whatever it is. They, they, they're looking for um, um, fodder, yeah, for, for, for hay or whatever, right? Right? Don't send them to your friend's house. Your friend wakes up. He's he's having he's hosting a a, um, a birthday party for his wife, right? And then all of a sudden, like a, a ten mud covered donkey drivers knocking at the door. Hey, we heard that you sell hay over here, right? That like a, a prank, basically, right? So that's a uh, that's, that would be that would be embarrassing for the guy to be viewed as the uh, hay seller in the city, right? When, he, when you know that he doesn't do that. You know it's not true, you're messing with the guy, right? So, that would be which case that the from the water of Hall listed? The third one. So, so now. So, the only ones that are out of place are the first one and two. One. Exactly, one and two. What's obvious? That it's not the to do something like that, and it's just disrespectful. Doesn't right. have to mention it, right? Right, but but uh, is it obvious that it's Israel Derisa? No, not Derisa. This is learned. This is learned out from a the one where he's talking directly to him and saying, "Remember your beads." Couldn't he? Couldn't that be also be like a textual thing? Meaning, he's talking to him. He's thinking it's it's more in a providing physic. This is what he used to do. Okay, fine. So then maybe, okay, then maybe it would be different. Meaning. We can talk about what if you meant it in a good way, but he took it in a bad way, right? But uh, let's just first deal with the straightforward cases where... So this is, he's just, I'm just trying to clarify. He's clearly hurt, trying to hurt this person. This person is extraordinarily embarrassed of what he did, and he's reminding him of it. 
On purpose. I mean, like what they're saying, it seems pretty straightforward that like that's a bad thing to do. So the kiddush is sure. not allowed to do it, and it's they're right. Yeah, it's only kiddush. I mean, there could be some things that are not good to do. For example, you know, we discussed before, you know, eating your fourth chocolate chip cookie is not necessarily a good thing to do, right? right. But it's not an issue there mm-hmm. So the so the is what is. Is it derisive? Yep. Uh-huh. There's an issue to begin with. Yeah. You might think, yeah, okay, it's not 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 a uh, a nice thing to do. Okay, who's that, whoever said I have to be nice? Yeah. Okay. And so Hashem said so. Just like Ben Shapiro says, facts don't care about your feelings, but here we should care about that. Was that the facts? Ben Shapiro says, facts don't care about your feelings. So a lot of but we should a lot of things that he but said. But we should care about well, what, what he's talking about is like constitutional laws and stuff like that. Like, like I'm sorry that you don't like guns, but you no, know, it's a law. You're allowed to have it. So people are like, oh, but guns kill people. So he's like, well, the fact is you're still out of own it. So the facts don't care about your feelings about what guns can do to people. Okay, but I think that the people are making an argument that they should outlaw it. I mean, they, if enough people think that way, then they'll just change the law. I know, but they can't because the law can be the law can be the law the law can be changed. I mean, it's not let's say. As much as uh, we love discussing <laughs> Ben Shapiro in the base midrash, <laughs> let's just. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he is. Okay, so um, yeah, but but the but the point is right. that um, here we one one one, one 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 may not hurt other people's feelings. That's important. That's an important thing to remember. Joseph, thank you. you I, I'm assuming that you brought that second bottle as well, like the last one. Thank you. Okay. And it doesn't matter who the person is when we talk about hurting someone's feelings. It's a Malik, it's okay. What? Oh, yeah, it's like a Malik, you mean? It's like a Russia. A Russia. Um. Can we define like, okay. I mean, so, like, so, so let's so let's I guess I guess this is a good time to to, to mention this. Um, so we said we said that. Uh, okay, can we scoot over and drop this way so that Paul can sit okay. over there? Because just otherwise I keep like having to do this way. Um, we so we, we mentioned that the second base Hamidish was destroyed because of Sina Skina. Right. Yeah. Um, who wants to translate Sinus Kinnon for us? Hate for no reason. What? Baseless hatred. Baseless hatred, hate for no reason. Okay. Now, um, okay. Um, so the Gemara says that even though in that generation, instead of doing the second base Hamikdash, right, the Jewish people were learning lots of Torah, they were um, doing acts of Gemilus Kasadim with one another, they were doing acts of kindness, right? Um, they were very pious people, but because of Sinas Chinam, the base image was destroyed. So, so how do you picture it? Um, you, know, you got this rabbi learns Torah all day. He just delivered food packages to ten hungry families, and then he's walking along the street, and there's this other rabbi walking towards him, who also was learning most of the day, was just uh, visiting the sick. And the two of them walking by and say, "I hate you." <laughs> Is that that's 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 how you that's how you envision it? Probably not. 
No. Why would they, so what does it mean? There was baseless hatred. They were just one other. Maybe he thought that the other person was a bigger rabbi and kind of hurt him. But again, but seemingly they're doing acts of milus chasadim. It means that they that they care about other people. They love other people, right? So. Okay, so then, 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 then you, then it's not about sinas chinam. It's you're, you're saying it's, uh, it's something else. So I guess it's like wrong causes. It's something he said something that would embarrass them. No, it could be true, but why are they doing it? I'm asking. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think it just happened. Oh, sinas chinam was not on purpose. I, I'm just saying I don't. Maybe, maybe they didn't know. No, sina, sina is a feeling that I have inside. Okay. Sina is hatred. It's a feeling that someone has towards someone else. So it can't be not on purpose. So the Shlokod in uh, in the beginning of Meseches Tainus in the portion on, on uh, Torah Or he says what is Chinam and he brings an awesome proof for it. But I'll just tell you the just tell you the, the conclusion. It says Chinam doesn't mean baseless. It means purposeless. So what's an example? An example is that if a person did something to you and they hurt you, they offended you, they whatever it is. But now, and now you have to decide: Are you going to hate this person or not? What do you mean? But it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not baseless. It's not for no reason. And it's true. But just because there's a, just because there's a basis for it doesn't make it that it's any good or anything good about it. Because if it will not lead to anything positive, the one shouldn't do it. Yeah. That's most. What? That's most things. Most of the things that we do that's hate, it's not going to lead to anything good. Exactly. It, it, lear, it, learns, it learns it out, actually. The Gemara says, you might think that Hashem um, punishes the Jewish people, Bechinam, which, according to your guys' translation, will be in a baseless fashion or for no reason. Right? He says, no, no, that's not, that's, that's not that way. It's, it's, uh, he does it as a way to heal us. Right? So the Shlomo says, it can't mean for no reason. That's the most ridiculous half I mean in the world. That Hashem should be going around uh, punishing the Jewish people for no reason. Right? Rather, it means, of course, they, of course, we did something. But the question is, is, is now the Hashem's punishment? Is it just to, you know, to exact vengeance? Is, is it just, you know, to to try to break the person, or is it purposeful? And the answer is, it's only purposeful. Hashem will not punish a person, right, in a way that will be destructive. That's not purposeful. All of Hashem's punishment towards the Jewish people is purposeful. And so too, us, feeling towards other people, should be the same way. It, the sina, the hatred, or you know, whether you act on it or not, it should only be if somehow it is purposeful. Yeah? Where do we see an example of purposeful hatred? David Amalek says about Rishoyim, he says, Tachli sina senesim. Then what does it mean, Tachli sina senesim? 
What? Tachlis is, is like a, an activity, no? The hate is in the miracle. What? You can't hear. No. Tachlis, tachlit, sinat, sinatim. I hated them. Sinasi otam. Yeah, so the tachlis means. Usually, simpler translation, what the Mephorshim and the, the Tehillim say, it means maximum. Tachlis, like as much as possible. Tachlis sina. Maximum sina, sinasim, I hated them. Right? Uh, utmost. Utmost hatred, I hated them. It translates like the person's tachlis, though. The person has a tachlis on the planet. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. so, so, I, so, I, so I, you were here? You were here? Yeah, yeah but, uh, is that, that, but is, is that a, so that's not an actual translation of that word, then? Like the actual it can, the, the word itself, tachlis, um, can mean either, it means the end. Tachlis is from a language of kal, lechalos, to, to end. So tachlis is what's in the end. So it can mean maximum, or it can speak to the purpose. It's the same word. So I didn't see this said anywhere, but it, it seems like it's literally calling out from that pasuk. The other is saying, "Tachli sina," a purposeful hatred. I hated them. Tachli sina, sinasi. So different than modern Hebrew. Isn't ta- isn't tachlis isn't that the opposite tachlis? Is that puula? Listen, Ben, you, you know a very closely related language. Isn't isn't the opposite of tachlis? Is it puula? No, no, no. Um. So again, so that's so 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 um. So, ben, so so how do we get onto this? Because someone was asking, you know, are you allowed to do a, a nos dvorim to someone who is, you know, maybe he deserves it or whatever. Again, the only the only reason why you'd be allowed to hurt another yid is if somehow that will be constructive, somehow it will be good. So I understand if, if, if see, that's kind Well, of, you can't insult people. I, I know, I understand that. <laughs> but I don't understand is why do people translate Sinas Kingdom as baseless hatred instead of purposeful? Purposeless. Purposeless, purposeless. Why do they use that as a translation? That's, everyone knows that, everyone knows the translation of, is baseless. So where do they come from then? My feeling is that there are some reforms that say something like that. Um, but... I think we all hear the truth, the ringing truth of the Shlaw's words, right? Because it's so much more relevant, right? Like, if the guys, let's work on not hating people for no reason. Please, let's make an effort. No more just, you know, attacking strangers in the grocery store. No more. Like, don't do that, right? That's one level. Another level is no. And, and by the way, the example, the example that's brought in in the uh, in in the Gemara is that the uh, the, uh, the the story with the Kamsu Bar Kamsa, right? Is that is that um, this this Bar Kamsa? He he clearly wasn't a good guy. He probably did a bunch of things bad to the to the host, right? But now he was in his house already. It was a, an event. He ended up there by accident. He was, and he's there. And everybody is around, right? And he's saying, "Listen, just please, just let me stay here. Just don't don't throw me out. Don't don't embarrass me, right?" And the guy, and he's no, you gotta leave. 
listen, I'll pay for my food. Just let me stay. No, you gotta. Leave. I'll pay for half of the entire party. No, you gotta. You gotta. Leave. I'll pay for the entire party. No, you gotta leave and throw them out. Right? What? What was the thing? I mean, there's no indication that this was for no reason. Right? But people always have reasons. Especially amongst people like that, those two guys are probably not like of the highest caliber. There's probably plenty of reasons in both directions, right? But but the point is, but what are you hoping to accomplish from it? What are you hoping to achieve out of this hatred? And that's something that we that we all probably have, you know, that we can uh, find some people that we have a hatred towards. That is nothing purposeful is going to come out of it. Nothing good is going to come out of it. And if we can remove that, then that then that will help to rebuild the base of English. Okay. So the point is, yeah, insulting people, embarrassing people with your words, very, you'd have to, you'd be hard pressed to find um, cases where that would be permissible. Um, Again, theoretically, if the person is a masis, he's someone who's seducing people to idol worship or, or, or you know, encouraging you know, bad things or whatever it may be, then it could be you know, different. Um, but uh, yeah, it could be other examples. But yeah, that's so. So again, so we pointed out that the Ramchal though brought these three examples out of order from what the Gemara brought. Right? How did the Ramchal bring them, Paul? Uh, he brought it uh, according to Gemara. Oh, he brought um, the Gemara before the Gemara. Oh, right. He said the first one he brought was that he speaks uh, with him present, but not directly to him. The second one, or not pointing out something pointing directly right. what the person did, but just right. mentioning something. Right. right. The second one was directly towards him, uh, insulting one, him, insulting him directly, and then the third one was putting him in a position. Insulting, embarrassing position. Embarrassing him or embarrassing position. Right. So one is you're just saying something that the person gets embarrassed from. And the other one is embarrassing him with words. And the other the third one is embarrassing him with actions. Right. right. But the Gemara does it um, first about, you know, embarrassing the person straight, then causing him embarrassment through implication, and then the action, right? So the Ramkal reorganized them because he wants to say the, uh, the biggest condition. The, uh, that included in this is even this, and how much more so the the where you're where you're explicitly embarrassing him. That's why he reorganized them, right? Um, but but seemingly that's so. So again, that's why um, I think that our that the version of the Mesos Sharm that we that, that we found in the Seder of Yikuach. And that you know that, that, that I have over this one safer is the correct one because it lines up with the three examples that are brought. In the three examples that are brought in the Gemara, there's no mention of in public or in private. Yeah, you see that? The three examples the Gemara brought. There's no there's no public or private discussion. Okay. Right. So the version that, that this other that is brought in these other Misosi charms, right? Mm-hmm. That they would not work well with that. So then why wouldn't the first one be last then? What? Why wouldn't the first example of the Khan Ramchal be last? I mean, if we want to show that, you know, like even more so, like, you, you're, you're, make, you're telling... A, it's not even more so, on the contrary. It's, 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 it's the other way around. He says, Kol Shikane for the other one. It means, which one, which one is more clearly um, embarrassing to a person? Where you just say something and through implication... He, he gets embarrassed or were you openly 
with your words embarrassing. Right, openly with your words. So that's why he says, he first says with the other one, says, a kol shekin. But, the but, open, saying, the but then why wouldn't the Gemara do that? Oh, yeah. okay, good. So the Gemara, so you have to, so, so the Gemara could have many reasons. Maybe, you know, one is, um, Gemara starts from the more obvious and then and then and then builds up to a, to a bigger Kiddush. No, but, but the Gemara starts saying more directly, obvious. directly, right, the and then one. D- indirectly, that's and then I'm p- I, I, I put you in the position to be direct. And then and then is through action. So right. again, so you can reorganize things in different ways, right? The Gemara is going from from more action, obvious no to action, less to obvious. Like action, like he actually doing it, indirect action. They're all actions. I mean, they're all. He's always saying something. Okay, let's, let's, uh, okay. So we can we can try to dig in over here, but I think because Perikudalf is a long parak, and uh, you know, we're trying to keep a little bit of a pace. Any, any, any other questions before we continue? Can you summarize the three again? So again, for, uh, I'm going to say it in the order that Ramchal says it. Yeah. Uh, is the first one is saying something which is embarrassing to the person via implication. Mm-hmm. Not openly saying something embarrassing to him. Maybe even other people wouldn't even realize, right? But he picks up, he understands, he picks up on it, and he's hurt from it. Mm-hmm. He's embarrassed from it. That's one. Then... A much more clear example, coaching, and how much more so if you openly embarrass the person through speech mm-hmm. or through actions by playing a prank on him. Okay, those are the three. Okay, fine. Um, Vakvar continuing. Gadol Hanas Dvorim. Mehanos Maman. It is a greater transgression to hurt a person with your words than it is to hurt them financially. Shizen Amarbo, like we said, this two is, is Torah teaches it in one place, it says seems to kind of repeat itself in another place. Uh, but it adds the second time around we're talking about now Hanos Dvorim, so it adds over there Melokecha. You should be, you should fear your your God, and and not do this. But this, it doesn't say it by uh, by overcharging person by go, by gouging. What's it called? Price gouging. Gouging. Price gouging. Right. So it doesn't doesn't say it there. Uh, so that's why we see that it's more severe. Um, Hurting a person through words than it is hurting them financially. Okay? I'm not sure if we learned about it or maybe I learned somewhere else that if you steal money from someone, it's like, almost like stealing life from him. Yeah, we learned so that here. How, yeah. could be, how could that be worse than stealing someone's life? Well, be careful. We're not talking about stealing money right now. What we're talking about is overcharging. It means the person willingly agrees to pay. You tell, listen, you see this bubble gum over here, right? This one piece of bubble gum, right? Cost you a dollar. Now you could buy a pack of them for a dollar, right? So one dollar, and the guy and the guy is gullible. He says, "A oh, dollar for a bubble gum? That what flavor is it? Watermelon? Yeah, I'll take that, right?" He pays you willingly a dollar for the bubble gum. See that? What? 
that uh, that's why we have a capitalistic society that everybody got their own choice and you have a market. There's prices, but anyone is free to pay whatever they want for. When you say we, you mean you mean the the non-Jewish um, society based on non-Torah values that we live in. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Then, then I guess then I guess the answer is yes. Uh, the, again, the the Gemara the, the Gemara in Bomasia right, discusses um, you know, there's certain other limitations. You know, again, if you have a um, what's it called a uh, a refreshment stand, you know, in uh, in in the middle of a desert, right? You can certainly charge much higher prices because there's nobody nearby, right? So you're you're you're. The, but if within a reasonable circumference they can easily get the same product for price X and you're charging one sixth more than that, then you, then you're overcharging. What if let's say you're selling your house in your neighborhood and a comparable house selling for X, but someone saw your house and he really likes the design, and he likes the door, he likes the roof, he likes the location. So then, so then, so then, these are not. So then, these are not. Again, those are not uh, reproducible. There's certain goods that are not reproducible, right? You have location, the way that it's, it's on the top of the hill. You know, like the, the way that the sun hits the you know the tree that you have in the backyard. Like they really like the you know whatever it is. The fact that the birds, you know, the hummingbirds made their nest over there. Whatever. These are non-quantifiables. You can't you can't reproduce that, right? Um, but we're talking about uh, just a regular good. Just you, you're selling the same bubble gum that everybody else is selling. Yeah, and you know, he's not going to run around check prices in there. You know, the, in, in the entire neighborhood, right? So, so. Uh, so a dollar for a bubble gum. Okay, here he pays you a dollar, but meantime, it's being sold for fifty cents. What about rent? If you're a landlord and you're renting your units for a little bit more than the competition. Again, I, I think with most with with apartments, it's probably um, very di- going to be very difficult to find an identical uh, good. Depends on the neighbors, depends on the street, depends on depends on things. Um, yeah. But uh, again, obviously, uh, also we we, we live uh, we live amongst non-Jews, so it's, uh, it makes more things more complicated as well because they, they 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 don't hesitate to do these types of things, and people know that people know to be aware. But imagine living amongst your brothers, you're living amongst. Jews, right? We all we all supposed to be able to trust each other. I can only how much is this? You tell me how much the thing is and sell it to me. That's it. Why should I have to run around check with three other people to make sure you guys are not ripping me off? Right? I mean, you can make a profit. You can all make a profit, right? But but you can't be charging um, one sixth more than than what everybody else is charging. Okay. So anyway, so but uh, so but the point is not really is that stealing per se, right? Because you're not, you're not actually taking his money; he's willingly give it to you. You're just hurting him financially by overcharging. The, the example of the roasted nuts and the, to, to the grains to the children. That was about stealing the other people's customers. Oh, you're still stealing in that situation, right? Okay. Because you're you're luring customers away from him, right? Remember that? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Right. But you, you're actually still actively stealing, whereas that's gouging, so it's not right. stealing. Okay. 
Yeah. But that's so tricky. Meaning, let's say there, you're in a mall and there is a shoe store and you want to open another shoe store, naturally you're going to lower their demand. So does it mean you're still... You're going back to that sugi over there by Hasaga's Gvul, back there. Okay, so again, so we spoke of, so we spoke of, this is not about the roasted nuts, this is about opening a store next to another store. Right, okay, so, um, this, yeah, it's, uh, you have to be very, uh, very careful about that, not to hurt another, meaning again, it's not the point if, if there's already three other shoe stores, they're all in competition anyway, right, and you just, you, you're just gonna, that, that, that is different, but the, the point is, if you're, like going like yeah like I'm gonna put my store right next to the store and I'm gonna like get all the clients right uh, so we spoke about back then it's not it's not a limited pie why why you have to look at the world right. and so such a small vision that the only way you can make some money is by taking it away from him that's what a lot of car dealerships do you always see them one next to each other it's almost like uh, they're hoping after you go to one of them you just go to the other one and finish the deal Okay, so uh, again, obvious the world that we live in, the, the, the world which is not ours, uh, they, they do that regularly and they think it's a fine thing to do. Um, so that kind of does change the rules by us as well to a certain extent. Because if it's anyway being done, it could be it's not, uh, it's not relevant. Halachalamaisa, uh, halachas are complicated. You have to know when it applies, when it doesn't apply, right? But the person should ask a shaila. The more you ask a shaila, the more the more you're shemayim, right? Ask, ask, ask. Businessman should be asking every opportunity you can. Okay. Um, fine. So now we're moving on to now. Now is when we finally we get into v'kol shekain imu barabim. Now a whole new thing, right? How? Now we're talking about embarrassing the person in public. So that's that's a different story. This is a uh, mission per cavalry that actually I see that we're not going to have time to get into, so we'll probably read a little bit. And then Blee Nether, let's discuss it next week. Well, not next week, we're actually going to... Next week is Tishabov. Um, which will either be a holiday, in which case we won't be able to meet, or it'll be a uh, not a holiday, in which case we also won't meet. But uh, but the week after that, hopefully, uh, it's been as long as we'll have to coordinate, make sure that we're meeting, but hopefully we are. Okay, so, says over there, says the mission in Perkiavos, Hamal bin Pnei someone who whitens the face of his friend, Barabim in public, means to embarrass someone in public, Ein lo chelik lo person does not have a portion of Olam say it's like murder. Murderers have a portion of Olam Haba. No, they don't say, it's like murdering? Yeah. But, but a person who murders somebody still has a chelik in Olam Haba. Yeah. There's a, a group of uh, that's that just joke back and forth, and they're always like one upping each other with some type of silly remark or yeah, yeah, or insult or whatnot. Right. I I used to be one of those guys. Yeah. I still am a little bit. 
it's a, it's a hard habit to break. But Lamaisa, in the end, someone always gets hurt. Like years later, I remember I had one person that was like kind of a part of, of our group in high school. And this person, years later, told me how devastated that person was from my remarks. And I, I never meant them badly. It was just always like, a, kind of like in, you know, in the, yeah, you know, like a jousting, you know, like, my, yeah. like, a, but I was like, oh, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Like, the person literally got it. Like, yeah, it's not, not simple, not a simple thing to do. If you know that they'll take it well, I guess you know, that's a different story. No idea, based on what you're saying. That's right. People will even sometimes laugh, sure. right? At their old me when they're the butt of the joke, they'll kind of like laugh. <laughs> okay. Pull the knife out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So pick up next week. Uh, not next week. Two weeks. Yeah. That's the show.